check, check. Mic check. Network production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Maxis Tires, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Coming at you live. It's uh, Thursday, September 9th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Got a good show to you for today for you people. Jason Thomas, of course, will be on. Kate Clayson, Alex Ray, perhaps you heard of those people. Yeah, they'll be on also on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by Pro Taper, Get, Maxis, and FMF Vision. 702-586-7857. Last one, everybody. Hangtown, man. Um, round 12 of the Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And, of course, we had a championship crown last weekend with Dylan Ferrandez. And the 251 should be this weekend. Well, it will be this weekend. Uh, Jet Lawrence looks to be in control. Justin Cooper, of course, doing uh, doing everything he can to try to get up into the mix uh, and make this thing a race. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that and more today. And we'll give some stuff away. we got a pair of FMF goggles uh to give away we also have a uh fly racing goggle garage yeah we're giving away a whole garage uh and also of course the power bomb and power core goggles from the fmf guys fly racing the 2022 line is out and uh savachi and bogle and hampshire and josh Reese now uh running the uh, fly racing stuff of course brayton and osborne of course did really good things in it Check out motorsport.com for all the fly stuff or go to your local dealer or at Fly Racing USA on social media. And thanks to the guys at Fly Racing for uh, helping us out. And uh, it's been a good good season. This is the last Fly Racing Moto 60 show of the year. So thanks for sticking around. Thanks for all the phone calls, man. The phone calls on this show are great. I think most of you people are at work, so you got nothing better to do than to call in. But uh, yeah, feel free. we got a few lines open, 702-586-7857. Taking your calls over there, holding things down. The tits, tits, what's up? If it wasn't for the fact that I know you're going to keep destroying your bikes and I'll be able to see you, I would normally tell you I'm going to miss you in the off season. Thanks. Well, Troll Train had some issues with it, with, with the old e-bike, so we're not surprised. We need you to step up back into the mix again. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, tits, a uh, great job all year. By Thank the way, you. great, yep. great job. And you were here last Thursday, and My then pleasure. you were here Monday, and then mm-hmm. you were here uh, um, there Thursday again. Way too many hours here. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yep. Uh, so please give us a call. Let's talk to a JT and Kate and Alex coming up here. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. I talked about them already. And Pro Taper, man. Uh, Star Racing Yamaha winning a championship with Pro Taper products. Uh, Chaparral Honda, of course, doing good things with Cody Shock. 
Rockstar Husky, they've got a solid program, and next year they'll have uh, Dino and Mookie over there on the 450 side uh, running Pro Taper. They've become a leader in motocross control components since 1991 when they created the first oversized handlebar design. That once unconventional concept has since become the industry standard appearing on all modern production bikes. Today, Pro Taper continues its 30-year legacy of innovation through products like the Microbar and the Sella and uh, ProTaper.com for more information on that. Thank you to folks at Maxis Tires. A-Ray, Rod Bell, Jeremy Smith, Jordan Jarvis, Maxis Tires, MXSTs developed by Jeremy McGrath, and they got great mountain bike tires, of course, as well, light truck tires, trailer tires, uh, UTV tires. Maxis is a big part of a lot of stuff. You know Maxis comes stock on gas gases? Did you people know that? Yeah, they do. Uh, so uh, please check out Maxis.com for more information on that. And uh, let's get to our guests. we got some phone calls still coming in from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Not too much. Just uh, ready to ready to get this series over with, to be yeah. honest. It's, it's uh, been a long year. It, it really has. And I don't know if it was the more of a breaks in the summer than we've ever had. Uh, we had more of a break between Supercross and Motocross. But it does seem to be dragging on. Yeah, and I think, you know, the the lack of depth and, you know, there's not much suspense for the championships right now. I don't think that's helping anything. Um, we've lost so many guys and one championship's done and the other is, is basically done. So there's just not a lot of hype going into Hangtown. And that's, that's not fair because I think there are a lot of people excited to go back to Hangtown after, you know, it's been two years. Uh, but I just feel like the industry itself and the people that go to all these races, there is not much excitement for the weekend. Yeah, there there is it. Um, what do you think of Hangtown as a as a track as a place? I uh, I've said this a bunch of times. No track has improved more from my first time on it. Maybe Unadilla, but uh, uh, Hangtown and Unadilla are two of the tracks that have improved the most from when I first started going to uh, to now. I rode it the day after the race, the national in '97, and I hated it. And it's pretty good now, and it's really good for spectators. Yeah, it's um, you know, it still gets and take some criticism from riders these days, you know, the modern era. And I wrote on Thursday, I was like, if you have anything negative to say, you don't like the, the rice holes or whatever they're called that they've added, and, and you don't think the track is perfect, well, let me take you in a time capsule back to the late 90s, and let's go race that track again, because I wrote it, and it was awful. Yeah, um, yeah. Blue groove, rock hard, Dusty. and then they would just water it. Yep. They would just water it on top of that for the motos. <laughs> and, I mean, it, it redefined the word, you know, ice skating out there. And you really weren't even racing. Like, I mean, of course you were, but you couldn't race because the track was so tr so tricky. There was no traction. It was really you were just battling against the racetrack. Like, yeah. there wasn't a way to get aggressive. Uh, and then you watch the racing now, and guys are able to push. They have traction. Um, so, regardless of your thoughts of the current track, it is much, much better, like you said. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely a lot better. Look, we've had some hot ones in a row. This one's not going to be really any different, huh? Yeah, I mean, luckily, you know, the humidity is lower at these these rounds. But anytime you're in the 90s, I think it, it takes a toll on these guys. And that's going to be, you know, four in a row, basically. You know, Bud's Creek wasn't too bad. But I guess you could say three in a row if you really want that, are, that were significantly hot races. And I think you started to see it take a toll on these guys last week at Paula. So I will be interested to see who can kind of bounce back and, and really whose motivation is there because yeah. it's going to be hot. Guys are going to be tired. They know the season's over. And if you don't have anything to really race for, it is really easy to just mail this last round in. Yeah, no, you you got a good point there. Uh, obviously, if you're Jet Lawrence, 
you know, you're almost a moto up. You don't got to win. Yep. Get in the top three, both motos. It's hard to see Jet losing this thing without a DNF or a massive crash. Well, actually, I'll say yeah, it. I'm curious. He, he, doesn't lo- he doesn't lose this title by getting outridden at all. No chance. No, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, with even a full class, that's not going to happen. But I think for him, I'm curious to see how he approaches this race. Because I think if he was 25, he would be pretty cautious and just bring it home. But I think he's so young that I don't even know if he's feeling pressure. You know, like there's, I have this theory where he's too young to even understand the accomplishment that he's on the precipice of. So I don't even know that he's that nervous because he doesn't have a way to have any, any real understanding of what he's doing. You know, it's just like he's racing and like, oh, it's all fun and this is great. I don't think he's really grasped what he's about to accomplish at such a young age. So I don't necessarily think that he's going to be cruising around, you know, super nervous. I think he'll go out and probably try to win the race. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. And, of course, Cooper hasn't been the same guy for a little while now. You know, j has gone. Hunter's not going to do anything to get into Jet's way. Uh, RJ, you can't count on he, two motos. I don't motos. think he can. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't right. even think Hunter can. You know, he's so so beat up and sick, and whatever he's going through, he's not even the same rider he was, like, say, at Southwick. Like, that is yeah. not even the same guy on the motorcycle right now. Schmoto's certainly getting some momentum here late. Forkner's not in that level. Mosman can get in the mix. But, dude, the, the, little, the legit guys that could just outride Jet this weekend are, are pretty small. Uh, Mosman could. Uh, Justin Cooper yep. could find something, and RJ could somehow put two motos together to outride him. Yeah, it's it's a very short list of guys that are are simply able to beat Jet, you know, on, on a neutral in a neutral situation. Uh, but I think you mentioned a guy that has a real opportunity here, and that's Mosman. Uh, you know, this is a I don't want to say a local track for him, but relatively local. You know, the conditions should be good for him. Uh, I've watched him ride this track several times, even as an amateur, and he he is just lights out on this track, like really, really good. Uh, and you you see the momentum he has, and then you know that Jet there's a there's a possibility that Jet will not want to take chances. You know that Justin Cooper has not been himself, and then, and then all the other riders that you mentioned are just not up to up to snuff of the level of Michael Mosman right now. I mean, this is a great opportunity to go get your first ever overall win. You know, I don't know how many more or how many better opportunities you're going to have than you will on Saturday. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, nine points between Eli Tomek and Ken Roxon with two motos to go. Uh, I doubt either one of them has second-place bonuses, but um, does it? Uh, do you think one of them will – do you think Eli will get them, or how do you think this plays out? Well, I think Eli gets first or second overall. Uh, so, to me, the question is, which Kenny do we get? Because the series is over, right? So, any – monumental effort to push through, you know, deficiencies that he had is kind of done. You know, he doesn't have that motivation to just fight through anything anymore because the championship's over. So if it's hot, if he's suffering and he's not feeling good, I could see it going really sideways for Kenny just because that carrot that was always dangling, you know, what if Dylan gets hurt? What if his bike breaks? What if, what if, what if that's gone now? Uh, so if you told me that Kenny goes out there and it's really hot and he goes six nine, I wouldn't be shocked because mm. we've seen that. You know, we we have seen it when he's sick. We've seen it when things go poorly. I just don't. You know, I've I mentioned this a few times on your shows. I've I've given up on the Ken Roxon prediction business because I always seem to get it wrong. 
Um, but I could just see him kind of cruising this weekend. Uh, but then, like, to prove me wrong, he'll go out there and go 1-1. You know, I just don't know what we're ever going to get. What I do expect is I expect Eli to go 2-1, 1-2, something in that range. So that puts a lot of pressure on Kenny uh, to stay in the top five, both motos, to, to secure second place. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing for making this show happen. Fly Racing Moto 60 show, the last one of the year, JT, by the way, too. So thanks for coming on all season long. Um, Going back to Mosman, something I actually forgot to ask you about. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know where I stand on Mosman. At times, he looks really good. He's never won a race. um, Right? He's never won a race, never won a moto. um, But he he shows glimpses. He shows things in Supercross at the end of this year. Um, He shows Mm -hmm. speed. Do you think he could win multiple races next year? Like, is that is is he in in that kind of category uh, for this class? I think he has the potential to. I really do. Uh, you know, going into the Salt Lake finale, he was my pick to win. I really thought he was going to win that race. You watch his heat race; he just dominated everybody. And then, short of a first turn crash, I think he would have given Jet Lawrence all he wanted in that main event. And now he's he's back to that form again. Um, you know, that Southwick moto, I think he wins that moto if he doesn't crash. Uh, I think he would have won the first moto at Paula if he didn't crash. Even Jet, you know, to Jet's credit, mentioned how good Mosmo was riding. You know, he's like, I, I don't know if I could have beat him or not. Like, he was going so fast. So I think all of the tea leaves are there. You know, we're, we're seeing the preview of what can be for him, but only he can determine whether he can turn that into real consistent results because he's he's given us flashes but he's not able to make good on it quite yet yeah. Uh, and, and yeah i don't know i mean i would say like to say yes i think he will figure it out uh but some guys just never do some guys just always show us that speed and then can't ever take the next step to where that speed becomes the norm and it's not this outlier that they just can't maintain and that's that's what i feel like he's doing right now like he's he's showing us all the speed but he's unable to sustain it, and it leads to a mistake and a crash. So he's got to turn that into just his normal pace, where that's his week-in and week-out form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason Thomas on the show here. Alex Ray and Kate Clayson coming right up uh, as well. We have uh, a pair of FMF goggles to give away, as well as a Fly Racing goggle garage. We're giving away a whole garage from Fly Racing. I mean, that's huge. That's, uh, that, those... <laughs> is it the same size as your garage? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. it is. Um, all right, let's get to some phone calls here. The lines are full. Uh, first up, it is Sean on one. Sean, what's up, man? How are you? Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Uh, you kind of just touched on it. I was just curious who you guys saw enough out of this year that kind of excites you for um, next year, the one guy in each class that took that step that you think could vault next year. Hmm into winners yeah um i don't know if mosman's my guy i might go with shimoda on that sean uh shimoda is certainly you know getting better and making those steps so uh i'll go shimoda in 250s mosman's a good one though um and in 450s um man i don't know 450s uh that's a tough one jt who do you got in each class well you know the obvious well 250 i'll say uh and I don't have a strong opinion of this. I just think it's someone to watch for uh, is Nate Thrasher. It's, I mean, who would have thought that he was going to win two races this year? That, that's pretty impressive as like a breakthrough, you know. Like in, and outdoors didn't go very well, I, I will say that. But those races that he won, I mean, he was great. So I'm, I'm really curious to see if he can regain that form and, and be a, a factor next year in Supercross. 
But the 450 class, you know, the obvious choice is Ferrandis. You know, his results weren't good in Supercross this year, and then he has this breakout season this summer. So can he take that indoors will be the big question. But the 450 class is so deep, and the, the level is so extremely high to get into the elite, like the, the winning, winning level. I mean, even guys like Zach Osborne and those guys, they really struggled to be there. Like, they, they struggled to be a top three guy consistently. They just couldn't find that form. Uh, and it just I think that just is a testament to what it takes to be up there. So I think it's unlikely, other than Ferrandis, for anybody to really get up there. I mean, there are capable riders. You know, can Sexton take the next step? Um, guys like that, but it's a daunting task to be up there. Um, those guys are just, you know, Webb, Rocks, and Tomac just make life so difficult for everybody at the front. Yeah, but JT, we would have said the same thing about Coop coming into Red Bull, coming in the season with Red Bull KTM. We would have been like, ah, yep. man, uh, you know, that class. Right. And, 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 yeah, you know, like. Yeah, sure. I just, I don't think that I have a an, any insight to say who's going to take that step. I, I don't think there's anyone obvious because it's yeah. really difficult. It's Not to say it can't happen. I just don't have a real strong opinion about who it's going to be. Uh, Sean, also, I think I'd keep an eye on Forkner. Uh, I don't think you can make any judgments about Austin Forkner right now. He's been banged up. He's been hurt. Um, this was his first Nationals in two years, I think. But next Supercross, Sean, to me, is huge for Forkner. Uh, he's really got to get back to just I – mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't have to win the title, but – Multiple race wins and then get second in the title, or you know what I mean, something like that. That's fine. That indicates he's back. But next year's big for Forkner, Sean, in my eyes. So um, you know, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, next up is Robbie on two. Robbie, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, how you guys doing today? Thanks Good. for taking my call. Yeah. What's up? Um, so I personally feel like this is a little bit of an obvious question, but knowing your uh, flight lack of love for the the light bikes would you rather be prestige wise in the case or in the uh, shoes of jet looking at a 250 championship or the shoes of eli and ken fighting for a second in the 450s i'd rather be jet i'd be 18 years old i'd be a multimillionaire. I'd rather be jet <laughs> uh is that what you mean is that what you mean robbie yeah i mean yeah. and 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 i feel that same way i just i know that you Talk about the lights titles not meaning as much and things that way. I didn't oh, know if well, like Steve, future contracts championships second. I, no, I, I think national championships Steve's pretty big on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outdoor championships are, are you know awesome and gnarly, okay, and everybody's there. It, yeah, the regional Supercross titles they don't mean a lot to me in my opinion as far as your future success in the class or, or future legacies or anything like that. Uh, but the national <laughs> championships are, are you know that's that's twelve rounds and that's hot and that's rough and that's everybody in the class right. So. Um, Man. Yeah, I think I'd rather be Jet. Jet's future is huge right now. I mean, dude, he's JT. He's 18. He's on the verge of winning this thing. He's got to be, you know, a favorite indoors and out next year. Uh, yeah, and and he'll be 19. You know, so yeah, it's yeah. I mean, it, they. It seems like the cliche and and pardon my language, but you know, you have the world by the balls. This is what you know. Jet Lawrence is the epitome of that. Like right. that's what the cliche was made for. Is that that guy's future? Yeah. And I mean, he can he can really write his own check within reason like anybody and everybody wants a piece of that kid right now uh there you go robbie thanks thanks for calling man. i appreciate it thank I, you yeah I, I thanks thanks uh lance is on three what's up lance hey I, I just wanted to give a shout out to the new formula cp helmet it's i i ordered it through motosport.com and finally got here yesterday it's amazing 
Oh, nice. Good to hear. Uh, which, yeah, yeah, we're. Which color did you get? I went with the all black. Oh, to keep it stealthy, you know. Okay. All right. Fair enough. There you go. Matches everything. Um, yeah. You know what? I haven't tried the CP uh, Lance, but I have uh, multiple formulas, and I, I mean they're amazing. They're 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 quiet. They're lightweight. I love the technology behind them. I feel like they're safer than an old school helmet by far, and uh, it, it vents it vents well. It almost vents too well uh, in, in the cold days out here in, in the desert. Um, yeah, things great. So uh, if the CP helmet is anything like it, which I believe it it, it is, it just has a little bit different shell. Uh, it's amazing helmet. So they've done a good job. Those guys that fly. Yeah, about a pound lighter than than that family first brand as well. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear. Awesome, man. Thanks for thanks for doing that. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Lance. Uh, all right, that's Lance uh, on three. Uh, Cordell is a future headline. Oh, JT loves these, Cordell. Go ahead. What's your future headline? (laughs) Well, I know there's been a lot of these called in recently on the show, and some of them have been pretty fucking outlandish. Yep. So I think this one's in reason. So I got Maximus Volan marches to an overall podium this weekend at Hangtown, or Volan vanishes from the top five overall. It's this is a good one. You're right. It is not outlandish. It is very fair. Thank you. Uh, he is from there, and I will go podium. I will go podium. JT, what do you think? I think with him struggling in the heat last week and, and reportedly overheating, I'll go outside the top five. Maybe he feels the lingering effects of that, uh, the heat. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Cordell? I mean, oh, I didn't know he overheated, so that definitely changes it. But, I mean, healthy, you got to think he's overall podium, but overheated who knows yeah he could dnf yeah good good point uh do you want the uh goggle garage from fly racing or you want a pair of goggles from fmf i'll take the goggles all right stay on hold you win all right stay on hold we'll get your information thanks to the guys at fmf vision for doing that and uh and uh, maximus voland uh looking good this weekend if he's feeling okay uh joe's on five joe what's up man hey thanks for taking my call uh i had called in uh two and a half weeks ago and was very stern about Eli not winning any more races. Well, I was wrong, and I'm actually glad I was wrong. Okay, all right. Uh, I like that. You know, most people don't don't you know they don't they, they throw out outlandish predictions, but then they're never held to it. Um, well, I mean, so. you can't blame me before Iron Man, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I was wrong. He he looks good again. And yeah. uh, let me ask you about uh, Marvin signing. Do you think that part-time signing or partial year, whatever, is to make room for AP dollar-wise? Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't believe so. Uh, I was actually on. Uh, that's uh, something I have marked down to talk to JT about uh, before he goes. Is the new contract with Marv? So stay on hold. We'll dive into that. All right. Thank you. Gotcha. All right. Thanks. Uh, Shad's on one. Shad, what's up, man? Hey, buddy. Yeah. So. Uh star just won the championship uh bobby reagan so it, it brought to mind um uh managers or team owners uh since you've been around and jt's been around that long um who, who are the worst who's who has the best story and who's the worst between like larry well, brooks tony alessi bobby reagan well uh i don't I mean, I I hear mean, all these landish stories and stuff yeah i mean tony was never a, a team manager uh of his when his kids were around but as a team manager now he's really good everyone who works with him is, is really good even if people have had crappy years they like tony as a manager 
Okay. Bobby Reagan's very hard on his guys. He's the owner of Star. He's very hard on his guys. Uh, I think he's a little out- outlandishly hard on his guys. Um, you know, Coy Gibbs okay. never said much. He got into a few arguments with Big James. But, I mean, they're all over the map, right, JT? I mean, Mitch Payton's stories are, are epic of him, be, you know, being a, a hard ass back in the day. So, yeah. 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 JT, uh, worked, I, I think uh, oh, uh, JT had one of the best ones ever in, in Araldo Faraci. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just – I think you're talking generationally too. You know, those guys are all in their 50s and 60s, and I think they come from a different time. That That's how – you know, and I played I played high school football, you know, in the, in the 90s, and that's how the coaches were. They were assholes. That's just who they were, and that's how they approached everything. So I think, I think that's just the way they do things. Like, they – they expect results, and they are not scared to be really mean if that's what it takes to get them. Yeah. Um, okay. But, JT, can you think yeah, of an – I heard JT. the worst is like Larry. Uh, Brooks? Brooks was – I worked for Brooks at Chaparral. Uh, he was uh-huh. great, though. No, he was he was intense, and he was gnarly. And, and, that, yeah. And, and yeah, I, I, I worked my balls off there really hard, but Larry was right there alongside me, right? Like he was also a very hard worker. So he wasn't one of those dudes that was like – Hey, do this and this and this and see you later. Like he was right there with you. And he would just be drinking a Mountain Dew, talking to you, but he'd be working just as late as you were working, you know? So uh, I have all, I have respect for Brooks in that sense uh, of, a, of a manager. He was not a dick at all. He was just gnarly and, and he really helped the riders a lot. Um, so, JT, can you think of one that's maybe loved, that's universally loved? Do we, do we have anybody that comes to mind? That's a good, that's a good one. Um... I haven't heard many negative comments about Kehoe over the years. Yep. Um, I, good or bad, I, th- I think he's pretty vanilla, like neutral. Um, trying to think of anyone that just really stands out as everyone loves him universally. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That's that's tough. I think I think it's a really difficult job to do. Roger, right. What's that, Chad? What's that? Respect wise, you say Roger. Yeah, 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 but he rubs a lot of people the wrong way too. Um, I, I think the respect is there, but I don't think he's universally loved by any means. Yeah, I would agree with that totally. Uh, thanks, Chad. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah, good stuff. Yep. Uh, Jason Thomas on the I show. I think it's just a, it's just, I think it's just such a tough job to do because you have to balance so many things. Like you can't be the writer's best friend because you have to be the boss. And if they're not performing, you know, you have to make hard decisions sometimes. It's just a really delicate thing. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that there's a way for everybody to love you in that position because you're going to piss some people off no matter what you do. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, um, you know, in today's age, a lot of people, riders want to point fingers. They don't really want to point them in at themselves, you know. And, and so that's yep. that's tough. I think as a society, we're not, um, you know, as, as self-assigning of blame as we once were. Uh, it's it's a lot everyone else's fault a lot of times with people um but so yep. that's that makes your job even tougher you know rare is the rider to be like yeah man you know you should fire me <laughs> so yeah. yeah um yeah well it's it yeah as you know in this sport it's uh th- there are excuses everywhere you turn for yes. poor results right and guys like you are just enabling them with bike setup talk it's you enable these guys <laughs> um hey so before we let you go jt uh k clayson alex ray coming up here on the show yeah, the Marvin Muscan uh, contract that was talked about this week. And, and, you know, 
We had heard through the grapevine that he had gotten a low ball offer and was not happy, and he he wasn't stoked with Roger and Ian, and he was talking about getting going to Rockstar Husky. He was talking about Gas Gas. These are all things that I've I've verified. Um, it seems like he wanted off the KTM team, uh, but eventually he is on the KTM team for a Supercross only deal. And I wonder, JT, almost if like. They lowballed him a little bit. Look, Marv's older. He hasn't won in a while. They lowballed him a little bit, and then he couldn't get them to move and said, well, I'll do Supercross only for that money, and they said, okay. Uh, I don't know exactly how it went down. I wonder if that was part of it, JT, but your thoughts on the whole situation. I do think they lowballed him. Uh, from the people I've talked to, um, he took a significant pay cut, and I also know he was, he was asking around, trying to find other landing spots because of that. Uh, so I think you're spot on on some of that stuff. The idea that he said, okay, I'll take that deal, but Supercross only, is it, that's something I hadn't really thought about. Uh, but, yeah, that would totally make sense. Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's a happy medium for him. But I, I'm kind of surprised that he wouldn't want to do outdoors. He's had so much success, you know, in that outdoor series. Um, I just – he wouldn't have been one of the guys that I would have expected to want to do Supercross only, but – Maybe it was just a financial thing. Maybe, yeah. maybe he only felt it was fair to do Supercross only with that deal. Right, right. I, I think so. I think to me that makes sense. Where where he was like, "Come on, man, I need more money." You know, we know, like you said, he was shopping around, and so I, I got. I wonder think, what you know his. Sorry, um, I wonder what his other sponsors would do in that scenario because I, I know his gear deal is still valid for next year with Thor. So how do they? You know, did they have to renegotiate that? Because I, you know, as a sponsor, you're not going to be happy with paying full price for half the half the participation yeah yeah i don't know right uh certainly a good good point um gotta think it's his final year right i would i would guess so yeah Yeah. i can't imagine him going half a season uh and then uh keep pushing forward um because i i really think that if this ktm deal didn't work out there wasn't really a lot out there for him uh especially for the kind of the pricing he wants and the support he needs. Um, I could have seen him walk away this year if that had fallen through. Yeah, I found it interesting that he wanted to stay with Gas Gas or want to stay on the KTM with Gas Gas or Husky, just didn't want to ride for KTM, too. Like, that's a whole subplot as well, floating around in the ether of this. So Yeah, and you wonder what that was. Was it personnel? Was it uh, structure? Because, you know, if he goes to uh, Gas Gas, his gear deal is now torn apart and that puts a lot more pressure on him having to, I don't know that they have the budget to pay him a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So he, because his gear deal is, is really profitable for him and good for him. Like he, he is valuable. So I understand why, but that's a lot of money to have to make up for a team that I don't think was necessarily looking for a guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Before we let you go, JT got an email here from Skylar. I meant to read this on Monday, but I forgot. Uh, he's a big fan of the show. Love the love the news. Uh, food for thought. Who has a, who has had a better career, Davy Millsaps or Justin Barsha? Both hyped amateurs that won championships in a little class and won races in a big class. I feel like their careers are somewhat similar. Who had the best career financially? I'm guessing Davy just because of timing, but I'm sure JB1 was killing it at JGR. Last question: Are these the best two riders to ever come out of MTF? Uh, what do you think? That's actually. Scott was on to something. Um, similar similar careers, Millsaps, Barsha. Yeah, I think I, I, think I go Barsha. Um, and I don't, I don't think it's all that close either. I, I really don't. Um, if you look at how much Barsha winning, uh, winning he did 
in both classes, um, outdoors and indoors, you know, motocross, multiple motocross of nations selections, multiple Anaheim one wins. Uh, there's just a lot on Barsha's resume. And I think, I don't, I don't always think it was Davey's fault. You know, injuries were a huge part of, you know, the Davey story too. Uh, but I mean, Davey didn't win a ton. He did win some, don't get me wrong, but I think Barsha Davey never won a long Davey never won a 450 outdoor and only had has right. one 250 outdoor win. Yeah. Right. And, and Barsha was a, a staple in the top three of 450 motocross for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I just think his his career is much more well-rounded. And you look at the longevity of it, uh, he, he, I, I don't think it's that close. And that, that's not a swipe at Davey by any means. Davey's career is f- fantastic. But I think the, the breadth and the depth of Barsha's career is pretty great without having a championship. Uh, Skylar says, uh, Phil is the best part of the show and love when Troll Daddy's involved at all. Uh, so thanks, Skylar. Thanks for that email. Uh, good question for sure. All right, JT, thanks for uh, coming on. Fly Racing and flyracing.com, at Fly Racing USA on social media. And uh, please uh, check those guys out. They've got some great things going. Thanks, buddy. Uh, enjoy, your, enjoy Hangtown this weekend from the couch. All right, guys. See you. All right, see you. That's Jason Thomas, everybody. Uh, Alex Ray, Kate Clayson coming right up as well. Thanks to the folks at Get and Athena, the RPM dashboard, two-stroke and four-stroke ECUs available as well. If you want to deal for anything from the folks at Get and Athena, we can uh, pass that on to those guys and to give you a pulp show deal. Uh, certainly, they've been a big, big part of many team success over the years, and they're continuing to do a good job, especially over in Europe. And uh, the ECUs, man, with all the two-stroke stuff going on, they, they've done a really good job with that. Uh, thank you to the folks at FMF Vision, of course. We gave away those goggles earlier. We still got a, the, the goggle garage to do. Osby Peters Lopes uh, wearing the FMF goggles. Savachi Bogle as well. Osborne, of course. Uh, expa- the FMF expanding in division, offering a full range of performance goggles and accessories. Welcome to the power of sight. Give them a follow on Instagram at FMF Vision as well. Uh, let's go to uh, Michael on one. Michael, what's up, man? How are you? Good. Uh, I just had a quick question about uh, Cooper Webb. You know, outside of his 2020 Dallas result, we could be talking about him going for his fourth 450 Supercross Championship here in the upcoming season. So I just want to had a quick question about why that seems to come so easy to him rather than motocross, where it seems to come to the end of the season where he's kind of figuring out with the class being depleted. So I just had a question about that. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, right? He is he the, the, he didn't he had one 450 podium outdoors until this, his most recent one, and that was the win in Millville. And we've never seen a Supercross guy sort of not be able to adapt outdoors uh, as much as he struggled. Um, so you're right. Like, it's weird. And I always go back to the dude won a 250 Outdoor National Championship, right? So he can ride outdoors. He knows what it's like. He, he won it against these guys, you know, uh, a lot of these guys. Um, so, I, yeah, I don't know, man. It's, it's a little weird to me. I would think if you're Coop, I thought this year he'd take it a little bit I don't know. I don't want to take it more seriously because I'm sure he's taking it seriously. But I thought he'd be in. I thought he'd be better uh, this year. The the last outdoors after he won his title, I, I gave him a bit of an excuse because he was, uh, um, you know, maybe celebrating that a little bit and maybe relaxing a little bit. But this one was like, hey, I got my second Supercross title. Now I need to get this outdoors to make it to really cement a legacy, right? But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I got to think that if it doesn't happen soon for him. It's not going to, you know. So. Yeah, I agree. So uh, do you think that that kind of has something to do with his starts in Supercross being very good? And as we know, it's 
it's start cross for sure. So do you think he's able to just hold that position longer coming no, out of the first because, corner? Or, no, because he's got good starts think? this outdoors. He's gotten starts. He's been up there. You know, he just doesn't have the speed. He just doesn't have the speed. Right, yeah. His starts are, have been fine. So I don't think that I don't think it's that it, Michael. But um, thanks for the call. Do you want a fly racing uh, goggle garage? Sure do. All right, fantastic. You can put a bunch of goggles in there and storm, and I think there's room for lenses and tear-offs and all that stuff. Uh, stay on hold, all right? We'll get you your information, and we'll get that out to you, courtesy of the folks at Fly Racing. All righty, thank all you right. so much. Thanks for the call. That's a good question. Uh, let's welcome our next uh, pair of guests on here. First up, he is from uh, the SGB Maxis Kawasaki team. He's everybody's favorite sketchy privateer. It's A-Ray. What's up, Alex? Oh, not too much, Steve. Just, uh, just hanging out here. Um, Thanks for coming on. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Also on the line, he is uh, Alex Ray's best friend in the whole world, and uh, he had a great season this year uh, indoors and out. It's Kate Clayson. What's up, Kate? Uh, what's up, Steve? I'm good. How are you? Uh, good. Thanks for coming on. So um, anything to talk about for next year for either one of you guys? Anything at all? Any news? No, not really. Not on my end. All right. Alex, anything? <laughs> uh, I mean, I know that I'll be back with the SGB Racing uh, crew, and uh, – just for Supercross only, but I think I might be sliding into the uh, team manager role for outdoors. Really? So you won't do outdoors, you don't think? Uh, as of right now, no. Wow. Uh, something could change, but uh, as of right now, no. Yeah. Just too hard, huh, A-Ray? Just too hard. Too, no. Too much work. No, it's not, no, it's not too hard. It's just uh, it's, uh, I break a lot of parts, and I don't know if you know we'll have as much of a parts budget as uh, you know well, some of the factory teams. How about you don't? <laughs> Hold the throttle open, pull the clutch in, and drag your rear brake. How about that? I know, man. It's funny because you guys t- touched on it a little bit uh, on the on the show on Monday. AC was talking about it's uh, how hard it is to, you know, if you have your habits, it's hard to break those habits. And You know, we really tried this year, you know, me working with Budman every day at the track and stuff. And, uh, you know, he, AC said something about whenever the gate drops, all that shit just fucking goes out yeah. the window. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's been tough. I'm going to work on it a little bit. I mean, a lot more this year, obviously. But, uh, you know, I just haven't really got there yet. <laughs> All right. Well, Kay, do you anticipate doing outdoors next year? I do anticipate doing outdoors next year, yes. All right. All of them. Okay, fantastic. Uh, Hangtown coming up this weekend. Avery, I'll start with you. What do you think of Hangtown? Uh, what, what's your thoughts on the place and, and everything else? Honestly, I never really liked it. Um, <laughs> I just I've never done good there. I've only been there like twice, but yep. I don't even think I made the motos motos either time I was there. Um but uh but yeah, I mean it's like Sacramento is a cool Sacramento is a cool place, but me personally I didn't never really gel with the track. Um it's like on the side of that hill, a lot of off camber stuff, not real A Ray ideal conditions, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of sketchiness, you know. Right. Okay. Uh what about you, Cade? I like Hangtown. I think it's a cool place. It's been on the circuit for a while. I've also never done very well there, but I think it's a cool track. I'm excited to watch Eli because usually that guy is unbelievable at Hangtown. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be another little hot one this weekend for the guys. And, uh, Kate, that's, it's been tough, man. I, uh, th- that second motos at Paula, like not much was going on out there. I felt for these dudes. It was a tough deal. Yeah, having two, basically three hot ones in a row. Like, Bud's Creek wasn't, like, overly hot, right? but it was warm. And then Iron Man was definitely hot. And then this one was even hotter. Um, this was less humidity. So um, the guys have been putting in, putting in the work, honestly. So it's uh, it's a struggle when you have five in a row, I think it is. So yeah. 
um, you got to feel for those guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think everyone's dealt with it pretty well, but I think it's kind of weird that, you know, guys like Kenny and Eli can't go to the podium, um, you know, after the first moto, but, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, that's odd, but, I mean, hey, uh, I don't know. Hey, Ray, I guess you were there. Um, you know, Eli came back to stomp him in the second moto, so maybe maybe that was a smart move. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we don't have much time at all during, you know, or in between first and second moto. So, any like, I feel for the guys that have to do the podium speech. Obviously, it's badass. It's cool. It's great for the fans. But, I mean, they're missing out on 15, 20 minutes of recovery time being up there you know, stealing their gear, being hot, sweating, everything. So, um, you know, I, at the same time, me being a racer, I get it. I'd be a little pissed off if I was a fan and I paid tickets to be there. But, uh, you know, these guys, they've been racing five – they'll be racing five weekends in a row, which is tough. Yeah. Like Cade said, it's been hot as shit. Um, you know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys, I'm pretty sure that they're ready to get this shit over with and head on to vacation, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, A-Ray, you're not even going. You're not racing, and you're not going. You're going right on vacation anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, 702-586-7857. Uh, we got a uh, phone call. A few lines open. Phone call now for you guys. Levi, what's up, man? What's up, Steve? How's everyone doing? We're good, man. What's your question? Uh, I was going to ask uh, if you guys see any, like, bunching going on in the motos between jet and cooper and uh, everyone else um or if we see any mind games like in practice or on the starting gate or just anything like that you know what it's not a bad question because the star guys are known for this right we saw them in vegas do this or salt lake i should say sorry salt lake doing this and and um you know uh yeah i mean i don't know what do you think Kay? do you think star racing tries to help you know justin cooper with 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 uh, kitchen or or fry or any of these dudes, I could definitely see it. I could also see you know Jet's been kind of public about not wanting to qualify fastest because he wants to be able to dictate where he is versus Justin on the gate because usually Justin qualifies fastest. So I could honestly see Jet going out and just kind of riding practice, you know, almost qualifying tenth or something because then that's less of a chance that you know, the star guys can all get around him and kind of, you know, because obviously the star bikes are fast. They beat him out of the gate. All they do is move over. Jet automatically has a terrible start. Um, so I could definitely see something like that happening, um, but also for sure the whole bunching thing because they definitely have the uh, capacity of riders to do it. What do you think, uh, A-Ray? You think we'll see something? Uh, I mean, to be honest, the last few races jet has just been so good i mean i don't know what happened <laughs> yeah. if they've changed the bike uh, you know his starts have been tremendously better he started up front and he sort of just checked out to be honest so it's hard to say that you got guys like kitchen or um, fry who can catch up to that i mean i think his only hope was or justin cooper's only hope was J Mart, and J Mart's hurt so that's sort of where I stand on it. And I, that is a good point that Cade said about the starts and, and qualifying and stuff like that. Um, if he did, say, qualify 10th or so, he could get away from those guys. Yeah. A bit safer. Yeah. Uh, there you go, Levi. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, one more quick Sure, thing. go ahead. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Dylan possibly going down to the 250s for this race. Do you think that is even Who, remotely going to happen? Are, is this on the island that you hear this talk? Where do you hear this talk? Uh, Smidal, Slim X, 
Okay, yeah, st- stop it. Get off of there ASAP. There's there's not there's no chance that Dylan Ferrandez is going to drop down to a 250 for this race. There's, there's zero chance. So, <laughs> Thank uh, you. Thanks, Levi. Oh my God, Jesus, that was good. Jesus Christ, there must be some this carrots is... on freaking vital already. Dude, carrots are everywhere. I didn't realize we were back in Canada. Why? What do you mean? Dude, they did that in Canada one time. They were trying to let Dylan Wright ride a 450 to help Colt. And then they were like, all of a sudden, they made this like. Oh, they made a rule, yeah. yeah. They made a rule. <laughs> They're like, if any team tactics happen, it's like a ten thousand dollar fine. Yeah, yeah. God, dude. Um, you know, actually, I heard Dylan was going to race a two-stroke this weekend. That's what I heard. That would be cool, though. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, <laughs> nine points. Uh, I asked JT this question earlier. Nine points uh, difference between. Eli and Ken, and he said he sees ET going first or second this weekend, and I agree. Do you think Kenny does enough, A-Ray, to hold on to second, or do you think uh, Eli gets second in the points? Uh, just depends on how hot it is. I mean, we, we did see you know him get super hot at Paula. So with the air quality, how it is up there, I I don't know, man. I, th- I think you see Eli doing enough because Eli's past at Hangtown. I mean, dude, he's – He's been very, very good there in the past. Like, had tremendous freaking badass rides that you won't even – like, people never forget, you know. Uh, I think, was it 2015? 15, yeah. When Eli was on the – yeah, when Eli was on the Honda. I mean, I think Eli has a lot of confidence going into there. I don't know. I I see Eli finishing second in the championship. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, I could see it as well. I think Kenny's over it. And if it's at all hot, you know, I think he's pretty well done for um, he's made it pretty clear to everyone that if it's hot, he's he can't last right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It could be could be uh, true. Hey, if you guys could only sign one guy out of Shimoda and Mosman for next year, who would you pick, eh, Ray? Shimoda, all day. Cade. Um, I feel like in this scenario, you have to go with you can work with speed. Um, so I think you got to go with Mosman. All right. You guys want to battle it up? T- okay. Like, I feel like Mosman has a bit of the Marty syndrome where he just washes the front too much, man. Uh, yeah, but guy yeah. goes fast. Yeah, I mean, he does get hurt, and he does go fast, though. Yeah, it's all of that. Shimoda's been steadily building, though. It's a good job for, for Joe Shimoda and the team. Yeah, it's really cool to see how well he's done, um, especially the second half of the season with some good starts. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Do you think Bozeman could do pretty well this weekend? Like, could he win this weekend? Uh, he's a NorCal guy. I definitely think he could win this weekend. I think you guys talked about it on the show. Yep. Um, you know, Jet's going to probably just ride around and, uh, you know, lock this thing down. Uh, Justin, I think Justin would be his biggest competition, but Mosman definitely probably has some motivation to go out there and get a win by the end of the season. Yeah, and I feel like Justin is, is just hanging on at this point, eh, Ray? Like, I... yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know? Yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, it's it sucks to say, but I mean, he's had a he's had a rough couple of weeks, man. I mean, I don't know if he's still dealing with the sickness or or what, or if the lack of riding throughout the week, or you know what's catching up to him. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough, man. And I yeah, Jet, I think he's he's got this locked in. Well, uh, Kay Clayson and Alex Ray on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show, presented by Pro Taper, Get Maxis, and FMF Vision. Got a phone call here from uh, Ricky. Ricky, what's up, man? Hey, Steve. Um, you guys uh, just got a call uh, right now in regards to any bunching or yeah. mind games from the Sargamaha guys. Yep. 
anything, and this might be a little bit a little bit ridiculous, but anything behind uh, Justin bringing up his dog on the podium, trying to rattle uh, number eighteen? No, no, I, I don't. I don't see it. I, I don't. I hope he does bring his dog up again. I like that. He, yeah, I no, he, he did. did bring his dog. He did no, bring he did. his dog because he did have a little bit of like a superstition. You know, every time he's brought his dog, uh, you know, he's uh, at Paula. Race. Yeah, yeah, at Paula, he's he's won or something. So uh, he was just trying to get a oh. little bit extra mojo. I think. I missed this. I totally missed this. The dog on the podium. Yeah, yeah, he okay. did bring his My dog on the, onto the podium at Paula. Uh, I'm all for dogs on podiums. I'm sure A-Ray is also. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, One more question. Uh, Anything uh, on Jet taking a single-digit number for next year? I heard from people close to him that he's going to stick with 18. So, oh God. yeah, I think that that's that's the that's the plan as of now. But I, get, you know, they'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But I, I think that's what I what I hear. So, what did you say last time? Depending on what merch can, uh... yeah, yeah, well, what merch can negotiate? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, negotiate. I don't know. There you go, uh, Kate. Uh, if you won a championship, would you not take a single digit? I don't understand these guys. I just would do it all the time. Instantly, like uh, I think. You almost it's it's just so cool, right? right? I mean, you get to share a single digit number with an elite group of people. Um, I don't know. I think it's really cool. I would. I've dreamt of having that opportunity. But yeah, yeah, I, I for sure would. Yeah, it's it's odd to me, A Ray, that these guys don't do it. Yeah, I don't know what's going through their head. I mean, you could market it so well. I mean, obviously, Jet he's marketed the eighteen already. But I mean, if he has that chance, he's he's got to do it, right? I mean, what's available? Eight and five. Uh, Eight and five. Five, four. A Baggett. I mean, if, I don't. If anybody can reach Baggett and find out if he's coming back, uh, you know, then that would be four available too. So. What about nine? AC. AC, AC bro. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh wow. Sorry, my bad. Oh wow, A Ray. Yeah, my bad. Oh wow. <laughs> Jesus my bad. Christ. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. Um. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks. Guys. Yeah, it uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what he does. I I don't know. Um, I, I yeah, I don't like eighteen. So it's a little bit a little bit is that on me. So uh, speaking of uh, brought to you by Maxis Tires, we have a call here from Randy Richardson. What's up, Randy? Oh, God. hey, how are you today? Go. We're good, Randy. What's <laughs> happening, well, well, buddy? Easy. I'm I am I'm hearing some chatter in the background. Was is that A Ray mumbling? Yeah, it's A Ray. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well, A-Ray, here's what I'm doing. I'm just calling in to check on you, buddy. How's, how's the fall of A-Ray coming? Uh, it's actually it's going great. Um, you know, as you know, that I am going on uh, vacation this week, and then as soon as I get back, I'm yeah. headed to Colorado to have my uh, second surgery, on, or my third surgery, actually, on my right hand. So, uh, yeah, after that, okay. it's freaking it's go good, time, buddy. baby. Hi. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I just want to I want to call and check in on you. You know, uh, and you're going to where are you headed on vacation? What country? Uh, Dominican Republic. Okay. So I'm I'm guessing you you what you're going to be doing down there would be considered some south of the border uh, training. Yes. Okay. All right. So a little, little south of the border cardio. That's good for you, buddy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, keep oh, up yeah. the good work, man. Yeah. Keep up the good work. I, like I like I've texted you. What follows the the fall of A Ray? What follows that? I have the, the I don't know. The win the winter of winning. Come on, man! You got to have a positive attitude. Oh, the attitude. winter of winning. Oh, okay. Yeah, the winter, the winter of winning. You got to you got to yeah you got to do it you for Jay Bone. You, you got to Jay on the podium, buddy. Yeah, I don't think Rand- Randy. I don't think anything's starting for a couple of weeks. Like nothing is going to start for well two, three, four weeks, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, but. 
but here's the thing: two weeks two weeks ago, it was starting, or a week and a half ago, it was starting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it was. And tomorrow, no, no. I mean, <laughs> tomorrow's I've been, yesterday. I've been gradually training. So, you know, like I, I went on a bike ride. I went on a, actually a few bike rides uh, since then. You know, needle- some runs. I'm doing some stuff around the house. Physical therapy. <laughs> doing some stuff know, around the house. Like <laughs> well, no, like, I, I mean, I hey. have my, my gym in my house, is what I mean. Oh, okay, all right, okay, I, yeah, got, yeah, it. Yeah. got it. Well, and meanwhile, during this whole thing, Kate is just grinding, just grinding. Grinding, grinding. hey, and by Kate the way, Aaron, I, 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 I... Go ahead, Aaron. <laughs> I said, Kate isn't doing shit. Kate just got back from vacation. He was in New Mexico. <laughs> I've had my phone off for a week, man. The only day I turned my phone on in the last week was on Saturday. I've just been... Uh, Full chill mode on the side of the mountain until yesterday. Okay, all right. Hey, so, so, hey, Ray, quick question. Uh, so, I, I, I took my parents' trash out for them earlier. I took it from, from their house up to the road. Should I have started and monitored that, like heart rate or anything? That's doing something around the house. Should I have monitored that for exercise or no? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that really works the biceps, you know. I mean, if A-Ray, says, if A-Ray says he's doing stuff around the house. Wow, you know, well, no, like... like He's got his gym. My gym. His gym. I have a gym. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Randy. Hi. Randy. I'm. Yeah, buddy. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm moving back east. I. I looked at a house in Piedmont, but you know, I was kind of. I was kind of scared and skeptical about it because you know I don't want to have anybody too much faster than me there. If I uh, end up there, would we be able to do some sort of head-to-head battle for the uh, the title? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can do that. So what you would have to do, the, the, the zip code is 29673. So you'd have to establish one year of residency, and then you would be eligible to compete for the title. Okay, okay fair enough. Fair enough. Are, you right, really, you. are you really, Kay, going to move east? Yeah, yeah. Um, Sarah and I are, I'm, that's, I'm home now working on the house. You just bought a house, and you just, so, you just fixed it all up. I know. No, you may not be sell it, make some money. Steve, you may not be familiar with this, but a lot of people will buy a home and keep it for a while and then sell it for a huge amount of profit and then buy an even nicer, bigger home. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's an odd thing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's what he's doing. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I, I, can't, I can't own three houses at one time, Steve. Uh, no, I, I'm only two right now. <laughs> only two. Thanks, Cade. Uh, all right, Randy. All right. Thanks, buddy. Brought to you by Max's Tires. Randy Richardson, everybody. Yeah. Exactly, and, and, I, and, and I just left my employer, and I'm headed to the GNCC, where I'll be changing tires all weekend, so I'll get to hang out with Nash. So uh, if, you're, uh, if you're at the GNCC this weekend, stop by uh, my employer's uh, booth. Okay, sounds there. good. Thanks, Randy. See ya. <laughs> uh, that's Randy Richardson, everybody. Uh, Aaron's on one. Aaron, uh, you have a point about Tomac's uh, race here. Yeah, I just want to get your guys' opinion on uh... – Tomac leaving uh, Kawasaki, um, do you think he's going to go out like Carmichael did when he left uh, Honda, thanking everyone? Or do you think he's over it and just ready to move on? I don't think there's any hard feelings there, but I don't think Eli's also going out thanking everybody. Uh, A-Ray, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really seem right. like a big social media person or putting everything out there and all that stuff. So I don't really know. I mean, he might do an appreciation post. Who knows? He might even do like a Justin Barsha and just delete every single Kawasaki post <laughs> <laughs> that he's ever done. That's a good point, too. Never, or Dunge, Dunge deleted everything from Geico. There was no Dunge at Geico ever. Nothing happened. <laughs> no. Right. Like, it never happened. It was just like a hole in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but no, Aaron, you got a good point. Listen, he won a lot of races for Kawasaki. And did a lot of great things for that brand, and, and it's coming to an end. Uh, this is the final weekend, and uh, 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, and also, too, final weekend for uh, Krantz, his mechanic. Uh, Brian Krantz is, is not going to work for him next year at Yamaha. And, uh, dude, Krantz has a lot of wins going back to the Geico days, you know. So he's been Eli's mechanic the whole time. So, yeah, emotional day. One more quick, one more quick question. Uh, does uh, Marvin uh, have a agent, or was he doing all this stuff on his own? I don't know, Kay. Do you know, A-Ray, do you know if Marvin has an agent? I I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Not sure. Good question, man. Huh. All right. Thanks for the call. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, speaking of agents, Scott's on four. What's up, Scott? Hey, man, I was just wondering. It's weird that they, what a segue, because I was wondering if you had ever or would ever even consider doing any agent thing with your knowledge and inside. No, I've had a couple people ask me. Um, I... I I'm too honest to be an agent. I mean, some of these agents, and they're not all like this, but some of these guys just live in a fucking dream world, right, where their client never does anything wrong and their client is the best thing ever and, and their client deserves this. And I could never do that, right? Like, I could never be that guy. I, I, I just I, I couldn't lie. I couldn't be, you know, I don't know, man. I, I've, I've dealt with a couple agents that were just like horrible human beings as far as like their word and their, their, their negotiation tactics. And I could never right. do that. Like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't tell somebody, yeah, man, the deal's good, and then turn around two weeks later and be like, yeah, man, the deal's out. You know, like, I, could, I gave you the word. Like, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. Um, I don't know. Kate, I appreciate Kate, do you, Kate, do you think I'd be a good agent? You'd be an honest one. Yeah, I know. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah you are a tough negotiator. I know. I, I don't think so, uh, Scott. I don't think it's for me. So, thanks, man. How about this? Oh, what? Is it true that AC and Zach fake their injuries so you couldn't spend the night in their buses. It's a theory I'm working on. It's a theory I'm working on, believe me. So I'm trying to track it down. Uh, Last thing, yep. did you know in 2006 there was a 122-pound Bassett in Las Vegas Bassett Rescue? Really? 2006, 122 pounds. 122-pound Bassett. Wow. What, what a what a beauty. Just random knowledge. I yeah. I like Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate right you. Thanks. 122-pound Bassett. God. That's a lot to love. It That's is a lot of dog. It is, but I mean, it'd be fantastic to see that 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 beauty oh, around. Yeah, man, you wouldn't need a couch. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm going to Google the world's largest puggle right now. Whenever I get off the show, yeah, do that for sure. Uh, John- Steve, did you see my puppy? No, I didn't. Oh, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, do, cute. please do. Uh, Jonathan, what's up? You want to talk about single digit number? Yeah, um, can you hear me all right? Yeah. Um, I was wondering if Jet should take five because then he could do Jets in with the five. I think that would be good marketing. Or okay. he could do eight and have like a double donut maybe. I like both of those. A-Ray? Yeah, I mean, I actually thought about the double donut thing actually earlier whenever we were talking about it. I didn't even – yeah, he could do the five as like the S on his name. That would actually be really cool too. Um, I'm sure I'm sure Mertz is in the kitchen just cooking something up. You know yeah, what I mean? just Not whatever – just counting oh, yeah. cash, just drowning himself in money, thinking about all the possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Uh, Blake's on one. Blake, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. What's What's going on? Uh, quick question. Heard a rumor that uh, Jess Pettis might be going to Club MX for Supercross. Yeah, I heard that too. Yeah, I think I think okay. it's I think it's going to happen from what I know. So that'd be cool. Yeah, Jeff- I guess it uh, leaves a void at. KTM on the 250 side, or sorry, 50, 450 side? Yeah, maybe would he go back for the summer for Canada? I don't know. Yeah, good point. Right. I think uh, I'd heard Thompson's going to do Supercross only up there, so... Um, Thompson's going to yeah. do the three rounds of Supercross only? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know. 
Uh, but uh, no, I heard Jess. Yeah, I don't either. One, Kate or A Ray, did you hear Jess Pettis to club him? No, match? I haven't heard yeah. it. I haven't heard anything I, of that sort. I heard maybe something like Jordan Smith, but I didn't. I didn't hear anything of, of Jed, uh, Jess Pettis. Right, Kate. I've heard a lot of names. A lot of names heading that way. Yeah, they can't possibly have ever the room for everybody that you've heard, right? So. No, uh, um, no, but I've heard a lot. Yeah, I have too. I think I think Jordan Smith's doing some of MTF. I think they're they're gonna. I think the Jordan Smith the club thing is not happening. So, uh, uh, but yeah, Blake, I've heard the same thing about Pettis. I think it's I think it's gonna happen from what I hear. Right on, Steve. Thanks right. very much, guys. Thanks, have a good show. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think everybody's talking. They're, they're good bikes, right? The Blue Crew and, and Club seems like a very decent good. team. So you know. Um. All right, I'm gonna. Before we let you guys go in the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, I need your winners in both classes this weekend. Cage, you're up first. Give us, give us the winners in both classes. Uh, I'm gonna go Mosem and Tomac. All right, fair enough. A Ray. Uh, I'm gonna say a green, green sweep. Shimoda Tomac. Shimoda. Wow. Shimoda's gonna get it done, dude. Sushi. He's gonna make, make he's it. Gonna get it done. Okay. Oh yeah. All right, hey, Steve. Steve, do you think with it being Boland's like maybe like a hometown race for Boland. Do you think he gets a whole shot and just like leads the first 15 minutes of the first moto? I could see that for sure. Yeah. I, I think I, I like, I, I like Boland. I think that that's something he can do. It's like a hometown race for him. So yep, yep, I he's agree. ridden, he's ridden millions of laps there. I feel like, so I feel like that, that could be a good race for him too. You know, uh, the pony's going pony. will be at Hangtown. Yeah, yeah. I talked to him. Uh, we did the wrap-up show yeah, this week. Yeah, dude. It, hey, it's hard to talk about a show like to be on a show about a show. It's very hard to do. That's and why he does a very good job. That's why I have Pony. I I, I need a, uh, an excellence, a voice of excellence. <laughs> I know he can do it. Yeah. Um, all right, Jeez. boys. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, both of you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. I look forward to uh, a, a big announcement coming soon. In regards to each of one of you and and what you're doing for next year, yeah, you'll hear it soon. I'm I'm sure. Okay, you'll hear something soon. Right. Maybe around like we'll get there when it's October time. We'll, we'll get there when yeah, it's we'll time. Yeah, we'll get there when. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, and Cade, you're coming in studio uh, real soon, from what I hear. Uh yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, <laughs> all right, sounds good. All right, Cade, A Ray, thanks, boys. Yeah, right, thank you. Man. All right, see you. That's Cade Clayson. That's Alex Ray, everybody, and that's been. Another year of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show tits, we went out with the best. Did we? Yeah. Okay. That's what we did. Yeah. Uh, Good. Thanks, everybody, for calling all year long. Thank you to Fly, Pro Taper, Get, Maxis, FMF Vision. They've been with us all year, whether I was doing this in a hotel room with no phone calls or back here with tits and the phone calls. It's been great. Thanks for the support. Tits, just a fantastic job by you. Just, just an amazing job. It's my honor. Yeah. And uh, thanks for listening, everybody. See you next year.